This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Glad to be with you this morning. Coming up this hour, what's behind the drop in enrollment at Chicago public schools? We'll dig into that. Plus, the story behind a charming but seemingly out of place stone tower in Rosemont for our regular series, What's That Building? But first, not one, but two grocery stores in Westside neighborhood Garfield Park have closed down recently, leaving no open grocery stores in the area. This week, the neighborhood's last standing grocer, Save-A-Lot, closed its doors after its license was suspended due to health violations. And last fall, the Garfield Park Aldi closed after being a primary grocery store for folks in the area for three decades. That neighborhood is considered a food desert with little access to nearby grocery stores. So what does this mean for area residents? Here with more is WBEZ Neighborhoods reporter Linda Lutton, who's been following the food insecurities on the west side. Welcome back to Reset, Linda. Thanks, Sasha. And Theodore T.J. Crawford is here. He's the executive director of the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative. Welcome, Theodore. Thanks for having me. Let's start with you, Linda. I need you to catch us up and, and take us back to last fall. What happened with the Garfield Park Aldi? Well, what happened after talking to residents, uh, you know, one day the store was open and the next day it was shut down. Um, You know, that's everyone from the aldermen to community groups to uh, everyday residents were shocked by this. There was really no notice. Uh, Folks told me about how they, you know, just went out for some groceries and found the Aldi signs being pulled down and, and dumpsters there. Just like that. Um, so the, in in addition to the store being closed and this being a, a shock in terms of where people can buy affordable staples, it also was sort of the way that Aldi left the community uh, completely abruptly. Again, not not even the alderman. The the alderman's office said they they weren't aware. Mm. So and now the other grocery store, as we mentioned, Save a Lot, that's also closed. What can you tell us about what's going on there? Well, yeah, actually, uh, Asia Singleton, uh, intern with Curious City, and uh, and I were out reporting um, earlier this week on Tuesday, and we heard from residents sort of as it was happening that um, you know, in addition, we were talking to them about the Aldi. And it came up that, did you hear that the Save-A-Lot is shut down? And as of Tuesday, the health department, city's health department, shut down uh, Save-A-Lot, which is uh, at Pulaski and the Congress uh, Expressway there, Um, really the last grocery store in Garfield Park. Not a very large store either, um, but that was shut down by the health department. We um, later learned that was for uh, rodent infestation, uh, and uh, additional violations. Mm. Well, Theodore, let's let's bring you in here with these two closures uh, we're talking about here. What has this meant for residents of West Garfield Park? What are people doing for groceries? I think people are surviving. Um, those who have means are traveling to grocery stores outside of the neighborhood uh, to get the essentials that they need for their everyday living. I think those that don't have means are working to survive off of what is currently being provided, uh, which does not lend towards optimum health long-term and definitely doesn't lend towards optimum health on a day-to-day basis. Um, so, you when know, you say imagine there are... folks shopping at a, at a gas station or a, you know, super or a a corner store that has offerings similar to a gas station uh, and imagine what that means for, you know, mental and physical health of uh, children and families on an everyday basis. Well, when you say they're they're traveling outside of the neighborhood, give us an idea here. How far are folks going to just to find affordable groceries? 
Um, probably like a, at least a mile and a half or two miles. Um, I can't lay out a, a, a map uh, specifically, but I know that there's a Pete's, you know, fresh market that's on uh, Western in Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about that's a mile and a half away. Um, there's another Pete's that's in uh, Oak uh, Park. There's a uh, Aldi's that is about a, a mile and a half, two miles away. Um, there's a whole food, whole food uh, distributor grocery store that is still in Garfield Park mm-hmm. um, that doesn't necessarily provide what you would see at you know a traditional grocery store, but they do provide some things. Right. Um, there's a grocery store on uh, Roosevelt, um, and there are you know smaller stores in between. Right which costs more money. Uh, we use the term food desert here a lot, Theodore. Can you just help us understand exactly what that means? Well, a desert has nothing in it that, you know, lives, right? Or those things that do live are few and far between, and people who live in the desert or things that live in the desert normally on a scavenger piece, so you just make do with whatever comes across. And I think that is fits, um, you know, the definition of what's currently happening here in West Garfield Park and Garfield Park overall. Um, there's an extreme scarcity of healthy food and produce, uh, fruits and vegetables, and that directly and has always directly impacted the quality of life uh, of residents in a multitude of ways. Jeez. Well, the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative protested all these closing, and you've had other actions and demands. Can you talk to us about what your group would like for the Aldi site? Yeah, we want a community-committed grocer um, that's going to provide the type of fresh produce and quality service as well as provide um, a living wage job for people who work there that the community deserves. Um, you know, we understand the direct impact, right, that, that nutrition has, like I said, on our mental health and our physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are determined to um, help identify, if not even, you know, uh, be part of the founding of a, a space or a grocer um, that provides the specific type of quality uh, food and service that the neighborhood needs in order to improve its quality of life. You know, there's been a, a lot of talk, so anybody who listens to WBZ knows or, or should at least be somewhat familiar with the uh, the gap uh, in life expectancy for people living in Garfield Park, which is 68 years of age, versus people living in the West Loop, which is 84 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only is that impacted by, you know, institutional stressors, racism, and historical injustice, but it's definitely impacted by the quality of food that people ingest and put into their bodies, which then impacts how they think, how they respond to stress, uh, and how they navigate difficult situations. Linda, the, the city's considering buying the Aldi if it's not sold to another grocer using eminent domain. What does that mean? Well, it's a pretty bold move by the city. I think it signals, um, you know, it's a recognition, I think, of the work of folks like Theodore T.J. Crawford and, you know, the 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 Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative. Uh, they were the first to demand, for instance, that Aldi uh, sell the store to the community for a dollar. Um, they also ran a petition Mr. Crawford's group also ran a petition that said, um, you know, the city should step in and purchase. Mm -hmm. And that is what the city's poised to do. It is pretty unusual, I would say. It's not completely unheard of, but it's pretty unusual. Uh, The Aldi is that Aldi building is 
on the market for $700,000. And what the city is proposing to do, if a grocer does not buy that store, the city is poised, it's asking for the authority to go in and purchase the Aldi. Um, $700,000 would be the, the price. Uh, there, you know, there are terms in the, in, in the ordinance that would allow it to take this Aldi through eminent domain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a pretty edgy move by the city. It's an, an insistence that yeah. this, uh, it's a step into the private market and it's an, essentially an ins- insistence that this building be used as a grocery store. Yeah, I was going to say, how would a, a government-run grocery store operate? Well, they wouldn't um, necessarily run the. Uh, they're not proposing to run the grocery store. What they're proposing to do is is secure the site. I got you. Own the site um, at least temporarily, and then pass the site through an RFP process to a grocer um, that would give the time, the community time, folks like Mr. Crawford time to to find the type of grocer that the community is really saying they're they're looking for in that space. Yeah, and the alderman at Jason Irvin. He's verbalized his uh, his support for this, right, for the city to buy the grocery store. But, you know, you've been reporting on this, Linda. Any surprises to you? Did that come as a shock, that alternative? Uh, I do think, like I said, I, I think it is a bold move. I don't think it's a move we see every day. There mm-hmm. are some precedents, and the, the city's Department of Planning and Development, you know, drew some parallels. We have the recent instance of the city announcing it's planning to purchase a large site, a large vacant uh, site of vacant land in Pilsen. That's a six-acre site. And, again, that's a purchase the city would make um, in order to ensure that that land is used for affordable housing. Um, so uh, another instance is some of the Invest Southwest sites. There are um, buildings or properties privately held. The city is holding, um, you know, they, they have redevelopment plans for those uh, places and they want to make sure that the private market uh, achieves a sale that helps their redevelopment plans. And if that doesn't happen, if the private market uh, doesn't come through, what this allows is for the city to step in. It's essentially the city saying on behalf of residents who may not get what they're looking for through the private market, the city is willing to step in. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, that's WBEZ's Neighborhoods reporter, Linda Lutton. And we're also talking with Theodore T.J. Crawford, who's the executive director of the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative about the recent closures of grocery stores in the Garfield Park neighborhood. Uh, Theodore, back to you. The the median household income in the neighborhood is $24,000 a year. What burdens, besides not having these grocery stores nearby, what burdens have these closures really put on the people who live there? What are some other consequences of closing down their affordable grocery options? I mean, it, it puts time is already premium. So if I can go to a grocery store that's two blocks away versus going to a grocery store that's two miles away, that one says, one, I can walk to it, I can have my, my grocery cart that I just unfold and walk down the street versus having to get on a bus or figure out some types of transportation to get two miles away. Uh, and then what can you actually carry with you for two miles coming back to your home? So it impacts 
you know, the time that is necessary for a person to go get food and then get back home and just take care of their, you know, regular, um, you know, day-to-day activities. I think the additional piece is probably just as damaging is what does that say about how communities and how individuals and families are valued, right? So if we're already living in a neighborhood that is depressed uh, and that depression is seen through a number of different things, not only the, you know, level of, of income but also drug use, um, you know, and a whole bunch of different, you know, inequities that we can see in the, in the community, that just continues to foster, you know, and, and kind of it's a gut punch that uh, continues to impact uh, our belief, our, our value, our worth, uh, and our ability, or our, be- our belief in our ability to create something better uh, for ourselves in the short term and the long term. Um, yeah. You know, feeding families and, and, and your children, if you can't put you know, healthy food on their plate, on their tables. You know, we talk about anti-violence work all the time, but our behavior is directly connected to the food that we eat, right? So this just not only impacts the behavior of, of children, which would make them more antsy, make them more prone to react to stressful situations in negative ways that harm themselves and others, but it also directly impacts a parent's ability to cope and be the best parent that they can mm-hmm. because they are impacted in the same way that their children are. They're just a little bit more mature, but the physiological components of this, the psychological components of this are all the same, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a direct connect between food and mood and nutritional psychology is a right. field that continues to explain this, and it just continues to, 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 to hurt communities in ways that um, shouldn't be. Yeah, it's hard to recover from that. And as as Theodore talks about children there, Linda, I know you talked to seniors. How are they coping? Yeah, I did. Uh, that was a big issue, actually, when the Aldi closed. You know, they're in very close proximity to the Aldi. There are at least three, uh, four very large senior housing buildings. Um, uh, I stopped by one and, and talked to some residents um, just earlier this week and to talk to them about how they're dealing with the closure um, and yeah, the stories, you know, really uh, to Mr. Crawford's point about how people are valued. You know, I heard from seniors who are choosing a grocery store based on what bus line they can get to. Right. Uh, so they're um, they're paying more when they go to that other grocery store. They're paying for the bus. Um, you know, I you hear from older folks who are really struggling actually to get their groceries back, not wanting to s- set the bags on the floor of the bus because I don't want that in my apartment uh-huh. and um, having to go twice a week instead of uh, being able to go once a week, for instance, just because I can't carry all of the groceries. Planning ahead is probably just so key now. Right? So really those seri- those seniors really feeling like, um, you know, like they're not valued. Uh, you know, they're... And morale we- is down, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, one, one senior made the point, you know, you have these senior facilities here, but then what kind of care is taken to make sure we have the services we need? And we're talking very basic services of how do we eat? Well, we're almost out of time, Theodore, but I wonder how can folks listening right now, how can they get involved? What are some ways that we can help combat this food desert on the West Side? Um, well, you know, before the end of the year, we did a eight-week campaign where uh, the collaborative, along with our partner Rush, 
provided um, enough food for 250 families to, to be able to eat for a week. So we'll probably be trying to kick something up like that again uh, this year. If folks want to get directly involved with the collaborative, you can go to www.righttowellness.com, right spelled R-I-T-E, uh, and there's a Get Involved section, and you can you know, fill out that survey. And uh, we're continuing to go through the process of vetting grocers, working to identify grocers, uh, and now trying to figure out what – uh, other short-term solutions we can put in play uh, to do what we can to put a dent into, you know, the the, the need for food. Um, you know, we 17,000 people in West Garfield Park, 250 uh, families is not even 1%. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to be creative about what we can do in the meantime uh, so that hopefully uh, bringing this grocery in in the, in the, in the midterm uh, can be something that uh, folks are able to survive in the meanwhile, yeah. uh, but we're actively involved in that process, and we welcome, you know, whatever support that folks want to give. That was Theodore T.J. Crawford, Executive Director of the Garfield Park Right to Wellness Collaborative, and Linda Lutton, WBEZ's Chicago Neighborhoods Reporter. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.